Well, hello there. Welcome to my living room. I'm sitting here with one of the dogs. The other one just ran upstairs. You might hear some jingle jangle in the background. Hopefully we won't hear the doorbell ring. Um, maybe you'll hear some cars going outside. I don't know. It's the first time I'm recording in my living room. I thought it would be a nice change. Um, you know, every year I try something new. Last year, it was the video recording for the first time. Jeez, my first video recording, I did it with my phone balanced on my Grogu doll. Uh, look at me now. If you haven't seen my setup, hop on Netflix. Uh, Netflix, jeez. One second. There we go, a nice hot beverage. You'll notice there's no cut there. I did make a mistake, as I always do, or I've been trying to do. I want to give you, show you, uh, sell is not the right word, but if I may use that, sell you real life. I want to show you that mistakes are a normal part of life. It is an extremely unhealthy world we live in where we are told not to admit our mistakes, to cover them up, to, to you know, try and look as strong as we can. But strength to me, it doesn't come from not making mistakes. For that is impossible. How could we not make mistakes? We're primates after all. I can barely walk a straight line without faltering, you know? I'm, I'm old, I'm old, I'm not drunk, I'm just old. <laughs> but the point is, what makes us great and special is how we deal with errors, not even failure. They can't possibly be failures because it's real life. There's only one reality and it's happening. So here we are. I'm recording in my living room. I hope you enjoy it. Give me some feedback. Let me know if this sounds really bad, guys. I'll, I'll start recording upstairs again. We're going to have Q&A sessions every fourth episode, okay? So make sure you answer the Q&As or every episode, I'll, you know, with Spotify, I send out questions or polls. Also on Instagram, um, that's where I'm most active. I can be active on other social media platforms if there's a, criti if there's a critical mass. Um, however, Instagram seems to be where most of my followers are. So without further ado, let me get into the episode and the season this year. I will be reading, in case you missed the first episode, Your User's Manual. This is my first book. I never expected to write more than this, which is why you'll notice it doesn't have volume one written at the top. All my subsequent books have volume two, three, and there's four, five, six coming. But this one I never corrected. Same reason I'm not correcting my video here. This was my intent. It was to write this book as a one-off just to be able to say, hey, look at me, I wrote a book, self-published, right? Brian Griffin right here, <laughs> at the speed of love or whatever. But then it sold 3,000 copies in the first year. Like what the flying? So that's not huge amounts. I'm not retiring here. You know, I'm not Stephen King selling a million copies per day. But it showed me that there's an appetite out here. There are other people like me want answers. For some, these ones work. So for those that this works for, let me read you a free audiobook as part of season five. Here we go. Your User's Manual, A Guide for Purpose and an Anxiety-Free Life in the 21st Century by this guy, Anderson Silver. Also, let me know, guys, if you want me to move the, the book around for subsequent episodes. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to appear on the frame, but here we go. Preface. About the dogmas and rules of living a good life. 
It is about this that philosophers ought to meditate. This is what they should write down every day, and it should be the subject of their exercises. Marcus Aurelius The following pages are a collection of teachings that has helped me attain a level of tranquility that I never thought previously possible. Although the main influences are, as the reader will notice, Stoicism and the Buddha Dharma, that is, Buddhist teachings, not to be confused with Buddhism, the ideas come from many branches of philosophy and sciences. A core practice of the Stoic way of life is repetition of the good dogmas to replace the old ones that cause angst and anxiety. You must have these principles at hand both night and day. You must write them down. You must read them. Marcus Aurelius These collections of thoughts that follow were initially my meditations. A handy guide to refer to and periodically read regarding my established rules or dogmas for life. Their purpose was to remind myself all the creeds of leading a tranquil life and through repetitive reading to keep the old, bad perspectives at bay. I had shared my meditations with a troubled soul and a listening ear. Following good feedback and positive results from this person close to my heart, I decided to turn the entirety of my meditations into a user-friendly book. My hope is that it may help a great many more people with listening ears find their inner peace and their way to tranquil life in this modern, hectic world we live in. As it was initially written for myself, I would like to present the reader with a few definitions for the purpose of clarity of the text. For example, when I refer to meditation, it is not necessarily the Buddhist mindful concentration meditation. Reading, reflecting, and writing about a specific topic is typically what I consider my meditation. Although the mindful concentration meditation is also very useful, helpful, and recommended, for the purposes of philosophy, meditation refers to reflecting on ideas, not just oneself or peacefulness. There are many references to virtue or lack thereof, as virtue is a core element of Stoicism and my philosophy. This virtue, more specifically, refers to honesty, honorability, and the rational mind. The rational, ordinary mind is also an important distinction to make, as the ordinary mind refers to a mind devoid of and free from emotions. Another important definition is that of happiness. In the daily colloquial language, we tend to use happiness in two ways. One, to indicate elation and joy. Two, to describe a mental and emotional state of well-being. The following thoughts will vehemently reject happiness. This rejection, of course, refers to the first definition above of the word, in the form of an emotional high of elation or joy. The following collection of thoughts' ultimate goal is to, in fact, help you get to and stay at the second definition of the word. I also encourage the reader, in this case the listener, to read or listen the following thoughts with an open mind. Understand the concepts and the logic behind them that have withstood the test of time. But then question them. Question everything. 
However, remind yourself first that one cannot question something they do not fully understand. Finally, this book is meant to inspire a new outlook on life, not to offer a concrete or complete framework of actions and behaviors. And so, I encourage the reader to see beyond the words and embrace their message. Should you choose to begin a new approach to life, consider this as your very first step and know that there will be many, many more. There you go. Easy peasy. Chapter of one, two, three pages. That's the way I roll all my books. Three to five pages. That's it. Digestible wisdom. That's all I have for today. Um, I'll see you guys at the next episode. And hopefully as the questions flow in, I can make this a little bit more, um, have, a bit of, have a bit of a feedback loop and make this a little bit more fluid for you guys. After all, all I'm trying to do here is inspire you guys to be better. So if you want me to stop reading this, put on a pink tutu and dance around, I will. As long as you can convince me it's going to make you a better person. Keep on striving for virtue, my friends. You only have your freedom to gain. You guys have a good one.